0: Welcome to The Wallaway. This is Imran Nanlawala and I'm here with my good friend Hamid Chowdhury. He's been on the show before, A educator, writer and creative consultant. Hamid, how you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing well uh, as we can, man. Doing well as we can given the circumstances. With the uh, COVID-19 going on right now, we're, we're in about week two of um, America kind of reacting to it. So things are progressing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a crazy situation,
1: man. It's a really crazy situation.
0: How's it? How's it going in England right now?
1: It's not too bad. I mean, we we don't have the lockdown yet. Um, the government have tried, but people aren't really listening, unlike the rest of Europe. So you know, we're we're getting through it. But I think today they're gonna order some uh, new orders, issue some new uh, you know hmm. orders for the people to listen to.
0: Yeah, here basically, I'm I'm sure just like England, we have more people testing positive, more people dying. It's uh, looking bad in New York, relatively speaking. You know, it's really affected so many different industries. People are losing their jobs or are in the process of losing their jobs. The stock market has taken a hit. Entertainments have have essentially come to a standstill. Most sports have been canceled with the exception of the UFC thus far. And this is really uh, an unprecedented time uh, for Western society, in my opinion. I mean, we haven't seen anything of this scale, I would say, probably since World War II, And I'm only saying that because I I do anticipate that things are going to get worse. Um, So one thing I wanted to pitch to you right away, because we've had many private conversations about this, is you always bring up life imitating art. So when you say that, as a writer and as a creator, what do you mean and how how do you see that connecting to our current situation?
1: Yeah, so obviously something like this, for example, I mean, you could kind of take it out of a, a movie or a storybook, right? I mean you just, we spoke about earlier, you watched the movie Outbreak, we had the movie Contagion a few years ago, Uh, we have books like Earth Abides, the famous book written by the American author George Stewart, which talks about um, an incident just like this actually, a pandemic that spreads across the world and it, you know, kills the vast majority of the population and obviously in those situations they're more extreme cases but, you know, right now we're at the beginning of this and, this type of stuff has been written about before it's been filmed about before it's been you know shown on the big screen it's been uh, presented in literature and um, you know you kind of see this imitation right which one where does it begin is it it happens in life and then writers write about it or is it writers write about it in some weird way life imitates it um, there was that post that was going viral a few weeks ago um, i think it was which was the
0: book you remember the book no, I forgot. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I forgot the the book book's name. Yeah, whereas
1: yeah. Wuhan was mentioned, 2020 was mentioned, and pneumonia-like Pneumonia. flu was mentioned. Yeah,
0: so it's 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 interesting, man. But I think you know uh, we can talk more about the art side of it in, in in our podcast right now. But I think essentially we've discussed and we've developed 11 rules that we want to share with the audience. Twelve, 12 tips. 12 tips. I'm sorry, 12 be. tips that we want to share with the audience based on you know everything's going on everything that's going on right now is causing panic it's causing concern but at the same time people should realize that there's still life to be lived and we need to be safe we need to be prepared and we need to kind of continue living so with with that i'm going to i'm going to introduce tip number 1 and i'm going to hand it over to you so tip number 1 is don't panic
1: right so i think it's really important uh, at this time to keep a level head right Especially for parents. I mean, children are going to look to us to kind of understand the situation and children can read behavior of parents. Right. So it's really important not to panic. I mean, that's not going to help anybody. It's not going to help your family. It's not going to help the community. It's not going to you know, help the society. We have to understand that this is a truly global event. It's affecting everybody. No one is exempt from this. You know, whether you're in the first world or the third world, the the playing field is almost being leveled. And there's there's a sort of a comfort in that. And there's a communal suffering. Right. We're all in this together. So let's just deal with this together. Um, Whatever happens moving forward, you know, whatever the case is, we will have to do it together.
0: I mean just some common sense things w- what are some of the things that happen when people do panic let's talk about the art let's talk about the movies and let's talk about quickly some past ex- uh, experiences and things that have actually happened here in the earth what happens in, in when such things of uh, big, large magnitude happen and panic ensues what are some of the normal consequences
1: I mean we've already seen it here I mean hoarding of, of goods right people hoarding goods and other people who are not able to who may not be financially able to like stockpile, they go to the stores and there's there's nothing available. We had a a viral post that went out recently about this NHS nurse who had worked a twelve hour shift and you know she came off her shift to go shopping to pick up some groceries and there was nothing there. So that's a, a prime example of, that, of something that's actually happened. Um, of mm. course, we all want to avoid any type of social disintegration. I mean, look, we're we're in an unstable position, all of us, and the last thing we want is any type of you know real instability or even worse than that is disintegration
0: i mean it's interesting because usually when you when anybody panics in their life it leads one to make the wrong decisions right so i could see that if you're in a panic state you may make rash decisions where you're trying to hoard or where, where whether for example if you've never been someone who inflicts violence or uses violence you may be more capable of even becoming violent because you're very worried um so let's. I guess- yeah, I mean,
1: th- those are the, obviously the more extreme situations. I mean, we're not really there yet. I mean, right now, what we're talking about is hoarding, right? If if that's savage, then that's a good thing. You know, if that's the most savage thing we're talking about, that's actually a good thing, right? So we're not really at that, you know, that later stage yet. We're still in the early stages of this. Uh, but I think it's important even now just to you know to keep a level head. You know, look, one of the other positives—I don't know about positives—but one of the other things about this virus is that look, it's not. What's happening is not because of of some sort of ideology, right? It's not hatred. It's not like Nazi Germany or, or, or this, there's not an invading army that's about to invade our lands. It's not that. It's a virus. It has everyone in its crosshairs, right? It's indiscriminately going to go for whoever it is there. And before this, there was, you know, there's so much bickering about borders and immigration and migration and things like that. Um, this is a chance for us to unite. I'm not saying that this is going to remedy that, but... At least we're all united against one thing, which is this virus. And the virus, it's against us. It has no alliances with
0: people. Excellent, excellent point. And, you know, let's transition to point number two, which is directly related to the virus. And point number two is hygiene. So what tips do you have for us in regards to hygiene?
1: Yeah, so of course, look, I'm not a specialist in this. I mean, this is the stuff that we all know, right? Wash your hands, okay? Um if you do go outside and if you are interacting. So, for example, if you go shopping, obviously be very wary not to put your hands in your mouth, um, social distancing. Um, again, this is, something, this is not something we want to spend too much time on because this, this, is, this is something everybody knows about, right? Just keep yourself clean. Um, be wary f- to not allow paranoia to set in because when, when at, at a time like this, obviously, everything, you, you're hypersensitive. It's very easy to become a germaphobe suddenly, even if you weren't normally like that. But just because of what's happening, everything piling on top of you, you feel a little itch. You get very paranoid. You feel, you know, your nose is a little bit stuffy and, you know, you start getting paranoid. Uh, It's really important, I think, to just keep a hold of that as
0: well. Excellent, excellent point. But uh, along with... Sorry, just one
1: last thing. I mean, if you do observe the rules I mean, if you do, you you go out when you're supposed to go out only for necessity. You do uh, keep your hands clean. You know, understand you do have a very, very high chance of not getting this thing you know there is a very very you're increasing your chance dramatically if you actually observe some of those rules to not catch this thing and obviously then not spread it to other people
0: excellent point uh point number three only because we want to keep this within a certain time there seems to be a lot of information coming in and i think that information is what what's leading to the paranoia that you're describing but at the same time we need to stay informed so what do you got to say about that one
1: yeah so the third rule is to stay informed i mean um there's so much information out there, right? I mean, I, I someone sent me this thing about Russia apparently have unleashed 500 t- tigers or lions on the streets to keep the people at home. I mean, wow. people actually take that information and they just post it. You know, it, it's something that's very, it's ludicrous, right? <laughs> so first things first is you got to be able to have some common sense to sift between what's nonsense or quote unquote fake news and what's actually real, right? So um, you know, bona fide sources of information, the, the World Health Organization, they actually have a, a WhatsApp uh, that you can, you know, apply to and they'll give you updates. And obviously the website, the, w, the World Health Organization website, other legitimate sources, media sources that an individual may, you know, trust. Those are the places that they should seek that information from. Um, and obviously listen to medical experts, listen to governments. You know, the this is not the time to be rebellious. I, I don't think. You know, it's a time to really just. We have to pay attention, and we got. You know, we got to. You know, just basically. It's not a time keep to, our heads. Yeah,
0: not not a time to go into whatever theories or why something happened. As a, as much as it is to just stay safe, because that is the more immediate danger and the most pressing need. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, definitely. Of course.
0: Okay. Awesome. So next point. Point number four, another very important point that I think a lot of people don't pay attention to or, quite frankly, don't know how to do. And that's rationing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, again, us living in the West, we've, we've kind of have unlimited resources, right? Unlimited electricity, Wi-Fi signals, water, running water, hot water, cold water, You know, we're not used to rationing at all, but I definitely think it's important to begin now. Look, even if there isn't a need right now, they may become a need in the next two, three, four months, six months, seven months, a year maybe, right? So why not begin to train yourself now? And to do that is very simple. Look, if you're somebody who for breakfast, you're used to eating three eggs. Stop. Have two eggs. Have one egg. If you're somebody who for dessert is used to having two pieces of cakes or, or two pots of yogurts, instead of having two, just have one. And, you know, if you can get into that habit now, then that surely will help you as things progress.
0: Yeah, what's interesting is I just had a podcast with a big nutritionist the other day. Well, he's a a doctor of chiropractic medicine, but he's uh, certified in clinical nutrition. And he's mentioning how keeping your immune system is very important when it comes to fighting COVID-19 or helping uh, resist COVID-19. And part of that is eating right, dieting, uh, watching what you eat, consuming the right things. So I think this is a perfect time for people to kind of, you know, push the plate away a little bit and eat a little bit less. So good good point.
1: Yeah, definitely. And also, you know, when you do go go grocery shopping, make smart choices, you know, buy things that will last for a longer time, things that are high nu- in nutrition. You know, don't just go for the junk food option. Uh, obviously, you're going to want something to, some comfort food, which is fine, but don't just stockpile on junk, you know, crisps and chocolate and desserts and things like that you know, make sure you have a balanced diet because, you know, again, things may get harder and you're just going to have to, you know, do with less. Um, for people who've always wanted to diet and found it difficult, I mean, this is a, a chance to start, right?
0: Mm. No, That's an excellent point. I mean, we may be forced into an uncomfortable situation, uh, if you know, meaning we're, we're already in an uncomfortable situation, but this may last longer than we're already for, what, longer than what we think. So it's a good, uh, good time to kind of form that habit and Stay on top of our diets. Excellent point.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and because we are, as I said, we are used to having so much, especially in the West. We are just used to having access to pretty much anything we want. All the different varieties of food and stuff. It's especially important for us to like take the first step, just begin now. And it's conditioning is a slow process, right? It happens over a period of time, and you know, by starting now, I think you can get uh, ahead of this thing. If Excellent. it does get really bad.
0: Excellent point. I really like uh, point number five. Uh, and I'm going to elaborate a little bit on it myself, but you basically have here, stay on top. What do you mean by that? Okay, look, you
1: need to stay on top of your obligations, right? So if you're a student, I mean, in the UK, even in the States, everywhere pretty much students are studying from home, online education. You know, if if you are a student, stay on top of your studies. It's not a time because of what's going on you think, oh, you know what, this is a holiday or it's the end of the world. It's neither of those things, okay? You have to keep... On top of things. If you're somebody who's working and you're working from home, just make sure you perform the best because, look, job cuts are going to be coming. Let's let's be honest, right? That's going to happen. The economy is going to take a massive hit after this. You need to be able to show that you are somebody who can perform. If you're somebody who owns your own business, whatever you can do, obviously, that's probably one of the hardest things that's going to be hit. But whatever you can do to try help your business, just stay on top of it. Don't. F- it's so easy to just get demotivated and to kind of just become overwhelmed and you know get too anxious and just give up but it's not the time yet we're not that far ahead to give up now we're still at the first stage it's still you know what will emerge from the landscape what will emerge after this we don't know and because we don't know I think it's worth for you to you know keep, keep in there um, another tip I would say is if you're somebody who feels anxious I mean I've seen this for myself is you know when you wake up in the morning what do we always do when we wake up in the morning the first thing we do we check our phones right Right now, maybe that's not a great idea, you know, especially if you feel anxious because you're already in bed. You might not necessarily have to get up and you pick up your phone and you read all these hundreds of different WhatsApp messages and social updates and, you know, posts and they were just negative. And you're like, you know what? What's the point of me getting up? You know, so maybe just get up, freshen up. And then once you're ready, you've got a cup of coffee in your hand. Check your messages. Check your updates.
0: That's a beautiful point. and And I, I want to elaborate a little bit on point five, but connect it with. The next point, which is relax a little, but I think the appropriate balance is what is needed. For example, during this uh, this controversy or th- during this, uh, this scare that's going on, we need to find times to kind of enjoy life and relax. But as you mentioned, this is also a time not to take the foot off the gas pedal, right? So if you have a business or if you're studying something, don't forego those things. You don't know how long this is going to last or how quickly it will be over, Um A lot of people make their fortunes in such a time, and I'm not advocating that this is how you should look at the current situation, but life is going to be drastically different in the next few months when it comes to online education, working remotely, telemedicine, etc. So if you are creative, if you're an innovator, this is the time to take out the pieces of paper, take out the whiteboard, and try to come up with ideas. This is going to be the era, in my opinion, for entrepreneurs and creators. So I I really like tip number five. And with that, let's go to tip number six, which is relax a little.
1: Yeah, so as you mentioned, um, there's a balance of it both sides, right? Keep on top of things. And at the same time, you do need to relax a bit. You just need to um, appreciate the time off. I mean, again, it's not we're not at the stage where things are completely falling apart. At that point, it's going to be very hard for any of us to relax, but we're not there yet. So while we're at this stage, you know, enjoy the time off if you can spend it with your family with your children maybe you've never had this kind of opportunity to spend with the children before Um, i know there's all these memes out going out about you know people dreading the fact that they have to spend so much time with their families but i think it's all in good spirit and um we should try to appreciate and use it for that as much as possible but don't you know don't well, you definitely so, sorry What well, I think one of the worst things you can do in this time is just to spend your whole day on social media if you're just spending your whole day on social media or just your whole day watching binge watching one tv show after another um, I think that's just gonna weigh on top of you I mean how long can you do that before it just starts you know crushing you
0: I agree I agree and you know it's funny because as you're you're speaking I'm thinking about. Uh, in, in the age that we live in where we're so connected to our devices and our computers and, you know, people are always out and we've forgotten kind of the old ways which was very, um, you know, your f- the family's connected, you're connected with your neighbors, you're connected with your neighborhood, right? Because you have no choice. When we were kids, we would play football or basketball or baseball, whatever it is on the street with our neighbors, neighborhood kids and now because everything's connected digitally, we don't do that. So I think this is a perfect excuse to connect with your family members, connect with the people in your homes, which sometimes people pay therapists to help them do. People pay for vacations to help them connect with their, you know, their loved ones and their kids. So I think this is a great time, uh, not only for that, but something that we need to realize is we don't know if we're ever going to face something like this in our life again, which forces us to stay home and forces us to connect with our loved ones. So I think it's a great point. And now we go to point number seven, which is new habits. So what do you mean when you say new habits?
1: Yeah, so again, um, I think it's an opportunity to develop new habits. So I think we have to develop new habits if we're going to survive. Um, from those habits, for example, diet, right? It's an opportunity to... We can't eat takeaways as, as much as we used to before. We're going to make, have to make adjustments with things like that. Physically, try to get active. I mean, now it's an important time to st- to stay healthy Obviously, the gyms and things like that are closed, but there are many things you can do at home. Uh, intellectual, util- utilize this time, have a timetable. You know, you can learn. There are so many ways to learn, especially now with online resources. So many o- resources are available. You know, if you wanted to learn something before and you have time now, why not just try to do it? It'll preoccupy you, it'll keep your mind busy and you know, it may prove to be useful. Um, as I said, we're in this. We might as well just face it. Uh, if you're somebody who's never read a book in your life, maybe now is a good time to pick up a book and actually read. You might enjoy it.
0: No, great, great points, great points. I think um, there's so many, so many new habits that people can start forming from personal to more entrepreneurial. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, life is fundamentally going to change. So I think this is the time to kind of sit down, reflect, and think about what you want to be doing in the next six to eight months and figure out what you need to do to get there. So if you want to become a programmer, if you want to become a web designer, if you want to develop an app, what are the steps that you need to do to get there? And as you mentioned earlier, a lot of these uh, educational tools and resources currently are being offered for free. So this is the perfect time to go ahead and do that. Um, so number right, eight... Right,
1: so I would, I would say for young people especially, because as we said, when, when the dust settles, what kind of landscape will emerge, we don't know. But no doubt there will be new new markets, right? New markets will emerge. So for young people, people who are in university, they really need to take this time to look at what's happening and, you know, read up on this. What are possible new markets that can emerge and how can they, if they can make a pivot or how can they adjust to try to fall in line with those? Uh, for people who are working and, and if, if you're somebody who, you know, you feel that you may be made redundant after this or your job might become irrelevant and you you are a skilled individual you're somebody who has a, a, a education a degree and stuff like that you know what kind of pivot can you make using the skills that you already have and the experience that you already have that may be more relevant for whatever you know future market might emerge
0: Ex- excellent point excellent point and to the, moving on to the next point which is very unique i don't think many people would expect it here smile and greet people point number eight
1: yeah. I mean, look, we, I mean, it might sound corny, but it doesn't matter because we do definitely need positive energy. Right. And if you are out on the streets and you walk past people, if, if you're able to smile, say hello, people appreciate it. especially if you go into stores. You know, these people, they are, you know, they are kind of on the front line as well. Right. I mean, they are working to keep the sh- the shelves stocked and to serve us so we can buy the things we need if you just say hello to them or make a small conversation with them or just say you know thanks for doing what you're doing you see people really really appreciate this you know I've seen with my own experience when I've done this people are just you know really grateful for just acknowledging them or just you know making everybody has something on their mind right and it's just about again just spreading positive energies you know.
0: I think that's the greatest point, which is a smile is contagious. And it's also something that seeing someone smile smile makes it easier to smile, but it also makes you feel secure, warm, happy. So I think right now when people are so, so stressed out, it's good to be that reassuring presence. So I definitely like point number eight. And point number nine is also very important. And you and I have discussed a little bit about how we can do this point. So point number nine is generosity.
1: So, I mean, th- this obviously is, is very broad in its spectrum. I mean, it can range from so many different things from just seeing if your neighbor's OK or if somebody is, is elderly or, or unable to go to the shops to do the shopping for them. Um, also to be charitable, you know, I mean, if you're somebody who is able to and if you do have large amounts of disposable income in the bank account, you know, tens of thousands of pounds, if you reserve a very small percentage of that, as a kind of emergency fund to help the less fortunate, uh, beginning with friends and family. I mean, I think that that would be a great thing to do, you know, at Timeless. I mean, again, it'd be great for yourself. It'd be great for, for the people around you. Um, look, if, if the crap really hits the fan and, and it all falls apart, what use is your money anyway, right? Good point. And, and even if that doesn't happen and we do emerge from this still, I mean, it's nice to know that when, you know, when things were really hard, you did something. You went that extra mile. And people are going to be looked to. People are going to be looked to, are be are going to be looking to other people to do those kind of dramatic acts. You know, things that you normally wouldn't do. Those, you know, inspiring acts. And if you were to do something like that, I think it would be inspiring.
0: So you know, I'm going to ask you a question. Some people may be finding it a bit strange that in a time where people are losing their jobs, uh, and and not having enough money to spend on themselves, you're calling for people to be generous. So ca- how do you reconcile those two things?
1: No, no. So of course, look, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling a person who's living paycheck to paycheck to be to, to give their money to other people. I'm not talking about that. If you're somebody who, who doesn't have a savings account and you are just kind of living off your paychecks, of course, take care of yourself for, first and foremost. I'm talking about if you're somebody who has got a large savings account, if you do have a lot of money, uh, I'm talking about those types of people.
0: OK, excellent. Excellent point. Excellent point. And the next point which is also very interesting number point number 10 is contact people and you told me a very uh, friendly and 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 warming story a few days ago that you contacted someone during this crisis and they really appreciated it so talk, talk to us about that
1: yeah i mean i think it's just a great opportunity to to, to contact people that you either have, may have lost touch with or people who who are on your contact list but maybe you don't really speak to them often you know everybody is feeling anxious everybody is feeling a way about this whole thing and the likelihood is, you know, it, for them to receive a message from you out of the blue, it, it, it's nice. I mean, everybody I sent a message out to responded to me, you know, and they were really appreciative of, of the gesture.
0: I mean, what else? What else do you think staying in touch and contacting people does? Don't you think this is part of building society, being neighborly, uh, being friendly? Do you think that this has some benefit beyond this crisis?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, look, it's it's just nice. It's nice to know people care, right? It's nice to know people care. And they're thinking about you. Um, and of course, it, I mean, again, moving forward, if things get darker and it gets things get worse, then we're definitely going to need everybody to kind of pick up the game, right? And how we how do we do that? I'm not saying again this will do that, but it's just the gesture. It's just spreading spreading some sort of positive energy, a positive vibe that may be reciprocated. Uh, That person may contact another person, right, that they normally wouldn't. And you're just spreading some sort of positive vibe.
0: Speaking of the positive vibe, point number 11, a little metaphysical, but something beyond yourself. What do you mean?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, something beyond yourself means you need need to get into something spiritual, right? This is a very humbling experience for all of us. I mean, if we just take into consideration what's happened, look, all, you know, the world that we have, that we've established, with all of our technology and all of our systems and all of our development and research and knowledge, the whole earth has pretty much been brought to its knees in a matter of weeks, right? In a matter of weeks by something that you can't even see. It's invisible and it's tiny, you know, it's microscopic and there's nothing we can do about it. The governments can't do anything, armies, whatever you have, all the resources we have at our disposal you know, it's just still brought us to our knees. And if that doesn't humble us, then, you know, what will? Now, for me personally, it's prayer, right? I I personally do believe in God. I am a believer of God, right? So for me, I find incredible incredible amounts of solace uh, and relief in prayer. But it's not something you have to do. If that's not your thing, you can try meditation. Uh, The Stoics have this, the Stoics, which is an ancient philosophy we've discussed many times, you know, over 2000 years old, uh, people like Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, they are some of the key figures. They have this technique called negative visualisation where you basically sit there and you meditate on all the worst things that could happen, right? Um, now, people might think, why would you do that? Re- actually, recently, so there was a Harvard study that actually is connected to this. They weren't doing this in bearing in mind this practice, but it was just a study that was done. And this th- study, they basically discovered that it's possible to, if you really sit down and really ponder something, it's actually possible for the brain to create up to 70% of the feelings that you would feel if the thing actually happened, right? So this is, is a kind of conditioning. And this is essentially what negative visualization is. If you sit there and you really sit and ponder of all the kind of things that could happen, um, it, you'll feel very uncomfortable. That's the first thing you'll see. You will feel very, very uncomfortable. You need to just persevere through it. And if you do do that a few times, you'll see that if the thing actually happens, you stand a better chance to handle it because you've already your mind is used to it. Your mind is familiar with it. It's not like, oh, my God, what's this thing that's happened? It's something that, oh, no, you've imagined this before. So, you know, there's a kind of conditioning there Uh, that could help. Again, that's a practice I actually do. Um, But as I said, so for me, prayer, meditation, whatever it is, you just need to get into something that's a bit deeper, I think. I, think
0: um, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, I think acknowledging something beyond yourself also helps you realize that, you know, there's only so much that's in your control. And I think w- this negative visualization that you mentioned is very important, but also meditating and prayer can lead to a sense of calm. Uh, it can lead to a, se- a, a sense of acceptance, meaning, you know, you prepare, you do what you can. But at, at the end of the day, the things that happen are what happen, right? So I think that uh, recognizing something beyond yourself is very important Uh, and connecting with that. The last point that we have is staying safe. So go ahead. What do you mean by staying safe and how do we stay safe? Yeah. So, again, this is not I'm not saying this to cause alarm or anything like
1: that. It's just it's a a fact that we have to face. Right. If things do get worse, you will definitely probably see a spike in crime, um, things like that. Right. So it's just about just having an awareness about this and just, you know, desperate time when when things get desperate people could do desperate things just take the necessary precautions just keep your eye on it again it's not something that may be relevant right now this is could be something that's more relevant in you know a couple of months time so
0: based on everything that you've just said and especially in terms of the safety category how optimistic are you
1: look i'm optimistic because if you look at history you see that firstly mankind we've been through incredible things like really great tragedies and And calamities. Just in the last hundred years, we've had two world wars, we've had the Spanish flu, which actually happened a hundred years ago. Now, the Spanish flu, for those who don't know, I mean, it affected up to 500 million people and it killed up to 100 million people, right? And the world's population at that time was only 1.7 billion. So we're talking about something that was huge. Um, We've had Great famines. We've had natural disasters. We've had economic recessions and depressions. And all of these things we've faced, we've we've come out of them. We've survived. There's something in man's nature to survive. Um, the last great thing that's happened was was 9/11. That was the last kind of paradigm changed, really big thing that happened, um, which had huge effects on everything. But again, we bounced back and we emerged. A new world or a new kind of order emerged, and. From this thing, that's what I believe will happen. You know, Whatever the case is, whatever that new world is, we're not sure yet, but it is in man's nature to survive, and I'm sure we will.
0: So, I mean, what's very interesting is that, again, if we bring everything full circle, that things like this have happened in the past, right? There have been these huge events that have really pushed and tested people. Uh, and in the immediate, people thought that maybe this was too much to bear and that humanity would crumble. But time and time again, humanity has risen. So in in my opinion, I think it's, it's good to be cautious and prepare. But we also have to look at the current situation as opportunity, right? We need to see how can we improve ourselves? How can we improve the lives of our loved ones? What future opportunities and possibilities are on the horizon that we can start preparing ourselves for? And I think if we focus on some of those things, um, there's a lot of positives that we can take out of the current situation families and friends are being reunited people are being forced to stay in their homes and connect with uh, their loved ones people are are forced to becoming more introspective so i think there's there's so many things that we can actually pinpoint and examine more in detail but any any concluding thoughts and and last things that you want to mention
1: um no i mean so as i said these are just advice tips that i'm not saying these are like a definitive solution i just for me, it's something I did for myself, and it's something I've been trying to practice. And so far, so good. They, they've kind of helped me, you know, deal with this situation. And you know, I just hope things get better, and um, everybody out there stays safe, and you know, they keep together and just keep the spirit up.
0: Thank you so much, man. Thank. You. We really appreciate your time. We know you're busy uh, there in London. Uh, while away, listeners, please leave us your comments, share your thoughts, like and subscribe. And I'm gonna ask my friend Hamid over here to share this list of tips so we can make them public and everyone can uh, examine them. Thank you again, man.
1: All right, thank you. Take care, man.